All right, welcome to GarageCast episode three. I want to thank everyone who's been listening and checking out the website, sticktight.la. Hope everyone is doing well and staying safe during these difficult times. Uh, today we're back in the garage at Scott's in Burbank to talk about our third record, Always the Hard Way. Hope you enjoy. Welcome everybody to the third edition of the GarageCast. We're going to tackle Always the Hard Way today. It's me, Nick, and Martin, and um, yeah, Martin's got a little something to say. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> there's no, it's no secret that shit is absolutely insane right now, all over, all over the world, which is insane. I don't know if you guys have been noticing, like, you know, people that we know who are, like, in, like, I have friends in New Zealand, friends in London, friends in Berlin and all this stuff, and, like, yep. they're out there marching and protesting just as fervently as people are here and it's so crazy to see that and uh i don't know it got me thinking a lot about hardcore because without that like without having that right now which we kind of don't you know the show aspect it's insane because that was always such a place that you know it's like a breeding ground for all these progressive thoughts and then you get into a room full of people that you know for the most part have the same ideas as you and then you can kind of all collectively put that energy into doing something positive. And it's crazy that we don't have that right now at a time like this, because I think it would be a lot like very helpful to have that right now. So I don't know. I just think it's cool that we're able to get together and still kind of do what we can to keep it alive pretty much because without us doing it, without the people doing it, no one's going to do it for us. So, um, yeah, I just it feels good to. It's it's probably something too that the hardcore mentality is get involved, do it yourself, mm-hmm. be part of be part of the change, and that's always ingrained in you in whatever aspect of life you're looking at. So, I would think most hardcore kids, hopefully, have a very open mind to everything in the world and look at things a little bit differently than the most people, but also have that kick in the butt to like go out there and be part of the change instead of sit back and watch it happen right so and it's just crazy you know think about it think about all the years that you've been involved in doing this there's never been a time like this where there was nothing happening to get involved actively you know no shows or anything like that which the live show has always been one of the biggest parts it's a place where you set up your table and sell a zine that's spreading more information to people and like selling your music that has a message embedded in it so that the person can buy it and go home and read the lyrics and absorb your ideas and that part is missing right now so i think doing this sort of thing getting together and talking about hardcore is gonna help gonna help us push through this absence of you know physical action so right and uh we did put up a benefit shirt and we've got another idea that we're gonna be putting out soon and so yeah it dude i following everything that's happening it's insane that i feel like there's no other subculture that's done more than for what's going on right now right it's pretty collectively hardcore together is like just it's crazy like you know and there's a few people here and there that try to 
shit on it and call people commies and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> but it's, it's nice that nobody nobody pays them any mind. It just ignores them and keeps doing what they do. So yeah, hardcore is uh, cool. It's also pretty inspiring. Pretty much everybody I've talked to, um, talked to Renee from Berlin the other day on Skype and talked to my friend Rick, who's Brazilian, but in Australia right now. And pretty much everybody that I've spoken to is out doing something. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's just pretty cool that every, you know, doesn't seem like people are sitting down while this is yeah. going on. Inspirational. And those are all, you know, those are all people that learn those values Ethics. from this, you know, from, from being a part, part of the hardcore scene. And that's where they got the, you know, the, the drive to actually just get up and do something about something when they, when they have an issue with it. So, yeah, so love amazing. to hardcore yes, and absolutely very nice to see hardcore being so involved and so outspoken. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, yeah. And then, I mean, this record has a lot of outspoken. Does this have strike, strike you down on it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. So that, <laughs> that's our most, uh, direct yeah, anti-racist like, song. And very direct and very aggressive, which, you know, sometimes the anti-racist message can sometimes be one way and then sometimes it's the other way and that other way is punch a motherfucker <laughs> in the face when, when it's needed because sometimes it's needed. <clears throat> but yeah, always the hard way. What year? Do we have, do we have this we, info? We don't have the almighty Todd <laughs> yeah. Jones with the well, memory of a... <laughs> Does it say on the on this? Yeah, Spotify, so it's, but it's, it's release. Wrong. No, no, I think it actually has the correct year. So I, it was released in two thousand six. I don't know which month, um, but I mean, this is, I think, a little less than two years after one with the underdogs came out. Um, yeah, two thousand six. Yeah, so I mean, pretty much this is kind of the moment where after. Todd was out of the picture and, and we weren't riding with him anymore. We were kind of just confused on what we were going to do, um, hoping that people were going to be able to step up and uh, fill in the Todd's shoes with, with, with riding. And we didn't really know what was going to happen. Hard shoes to fill. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, like, there was pressure to kind of, you know, still kind of, I guess, deliver in a way. Like, because um, at this point, I think po people already knew t Todd had a reputation for being a great songwriter and a great guitar player. Um, so we were like, well, hopefully uh, we can uh -oh. live up to that. Yeah. <laughs> what What's the lineup? Me, you, Frank, Carl, Doug? Well, yeah. well as, as the writing was happening, right. yes. Yeah. But not in the, the final outcome of the album. The minute... We get done with the record. Frank leaves the band. Frank, leave, Frank exits. Carl exits. Carl was already out, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Step in. This is this is Musky. the sorry. This is the one that Carl recorded all the guitars for. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he yeah. physically physically played the guitar tracks. On. So this is kind of the time of terror when you see people take shots at us and saying we have a different lineup every time. <laughs> it's semi true. Yeah, and then. And then when we got Jordan and uh, David right before Keepers of the Faith, we had the same lineup for like 
a long 10, time. 10, 11 years. Yeah, so yeah. We kind of squashed yeah. that. But this was true. So like Martine was saying, um, during the recording, Carl was already out, but he played every stringed instrument on this record. Yeah. Nick wrote every single yeah, riff that, on this. I, I think I that's something that like gets overlooked a lot just because I think people never – you just look at a band and you assume, okay, the singer, he sings and writes the lyrics. Drummer writes the drum beats. Guitarist right. writes the guitar parts, you know, but... Right. And even me, before knowing that Nick was writing all the songs, I just assumed that it was, you know, all whoever was playing guitar. So, yeah. And people don't know Nick can... Let's get one thing yeah. out of the way because it was a rough thing for me. Uh, after the record, we did a tour with Ringworm back to California. Somehow... Martine told me <laughs> Frank was leaving the band to join Hatebreed, and it it really hurt me. And At I don't want showcase wanna, theater. Yeah, I, I don't want to go into it too much <laughs> because Frank's one of the people in the world I love the most. And in retrospect, how do you turn down being asked by Hatebreed to be in the band? I mean, I, I look at it that way now. But so yeah. During this recording, Frank's in the band. Right after, before the record came out, Frank leaves the band to be in Hatebreed. We love you, Frank. We love you, Hatebreed. Um, Martine, I don't know if you asked me or I asked you, but... Well... I remember I had a... There was other opportunities before that, because before Carl joined the band, we talked, that I almost played bass, and then before Doug joined the band, we talked... And I was almost on guitar then. But at those times, Donnybrook was like full speed. Right, right. Well, as much as full speed was for us, you know, we were actually touring. And so it just, you didn't want to do what happened to you right. in the past where someone steals the uh, a valuable member of the band. So it never happened. But at this time, we were chilling because we had... <laughs> We had I guess, too got, much trouble. Yeah, we got in a lot of trouble <laughs> in those in that time, and like we were kind of taking a break from touring. I know people didn't want to book us on shows, and bands didn't want. They were kind of afraid <laughs> afraid to tour with us and all this kind of shit. So, so we were chilling. So I was available. I remember in a, still in a mental capacity. I said I still have to ask your brother yeah, for permission. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He yeah. might have even been the one to tell me. He might have, I think he was the one that came to me and was like, yo, Scott hit me up about you playing in the band, and he said something like, you better do it type of thing. Well, I think right before we went to record, also, we did a tour with Donnie Brooks. Oh, yeah, that short In one. Europe. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. With, uh, with Blacklist yeah, did. Yeah, Blacklist and did. Yeah, yeah. So that was actually the first tour that Busky, Busky did the band, yeah. with the band. And Busky wasn't actually, I think he was even just kind of contemplating joined the band we we kind of asked a favor for him to fill in so by the end of the tour i think he had committed to being oh, in the band and no frank and it frank was so that was one of the things piece, yeah. where, where frank was unable to get his passport renewed and didn't make it out on the tour so we were playing as a four piece and we didn't really know what was gonna i think we we were a little confused with like kind of what was going to happen with with frank mm -hmm. and then so i think we even talked a little bit i mean i i remember like Maybe you even wanting to like jump up and like <laughs> yeah, I'll fill yeah, in, yeah, I'll yeah. be this, you know. Yeah. So that was right before we went in to record. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I I distinctly remember certain times on that tour hearing, I don't know where they came from, but they were the pre-production tracks, and a lot of a lot of the songs didn't have vocals on them yet, and uh, 
I remember here that was the first time I heard Strike You Down because lyrics were being written for that song on that tour. Huh. And you asked me to help from my perspective, like like, you know, uh. how do you feel, how do you feel about <laughs> smashing Nazis? Give me some ideas and I, and, uh, I yeah. I remember too taking it back like when um No No Todd unsure what we're gonna do i remember frank wrote two songs terror songs that Mm -hmm. were really cool but they they were they didn't sound like terror to me Mm. and we kind of had our sound i never got to hear those. they were cool they were they were really good but they just weren't terror and then the way i remember nick one day handed me a, a cd a burnt cd and said i wrote two songs and i remember hearing them and they were i was like these are perfect. We're going to be okay. That's what I remember. Also, I think you guys were already playing Forever Comes Crashing In. Is that the name of the song on that record? Yeah, at that point. Because I heard we, that. We were play. actually playing a song live, I think. Yeah, it was for sure that song. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess I'd never really written anything that was like Terror. I'd written stuff for, you know, piece by piece or yeah. something that was definitely a little kind of more like different style and so i mean trying to like mimic the fast picking that like todd (laughs) would do like the really tremble fast tremolo stuff that was like something that was was totally new to me so i was kind of trying to emulate something todd would do yeah yeah. so i remember writing a couple songs with that in mind and i know which songs they were they were the one step behind which ended up on the record and uh also uh Hell to Pay, which is oh, on the record. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy yeah. because I, I, I wish I could f- know how many people heard the record, not knowing the inner workings of the band. And you know, it's like that was a time where news about someone leaving a band or joining a band wasn't like instantly known in five seconds because of <laughs> fucking two-page-long statements put out and all this stuff. So people hearing it and just thinking like, "Oh, cool." cool song that Todd wrote the next record (laughs) yeah like not even knowing that there was such a massive like lineup change and and uh, song song like songwriter change because to me you know when you hear it it's it's terror you know it's it doesn't sound like a different band or anything like that which I think is really cool sounds great yeah yeah so this was the first time uh, we recorded with Zeus also yeah I remember we had heard um the Madball records that that he had worked on, and obviously, like he was known for the Hatebreed stuff, Zeus had worked on, and um, he did. I mean, he did even. I think he did like the, the Death Threat demo, or not demo, but maybe Peace and Security, the, or the EP, the, the, the Seven Inch, Last Days. Maybe. Last Days was in Buffalo. Oh, was at Watchmen, and I I don't think he did Peace and Security. I think was that. Jim Siegel. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. a guess. Outpost. But I mean, he did Hatebreed, Shadows Fall. Uh, yeah, yeah, Shadows Fall. Uh, fucking a million bands. Yeah. But that's, he, so he had a cool setup. He's in Massachusetts, and and at the time he had, um, this thing that looked like a barn almost yeah. from the outside, hmm. and you walk in, and the bottom floor was kind of the tracking room where you'd set everything up, and then you'd go upstairs, and it was like a big control room and then on top of that he had like a house that was right next door 
<laughs> that we could stay in and we were we we were out there for a month so we like Jesus lived in this Christ. house <laughs> uh, right you know right next to the studio and I in, we, in we, deep western mass right with like yeah in the woods, not even, you can't even call it a town it's like a village <laughs> all, you know like nothing there's a dunkin donuts right and like a I remember there was like a pizza place, like a little sub sub <laughs> yeah, pizza sub, and, and a mobile it. gas station yeah, and a big church, you know, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Is this the Eddie Leeway record? Yes. yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So we got some cool. It's a cool story. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of cool things surrounding this record. <laughs> the most cool thing is that you know I'm in the band. <laughs> <laughs> I got to take. I ne- I'll never forget because it was like join the band, go play New England Metal Fest f- first show with the band, take band photos with step Jeremy. Off stage, change clothes, <laughs> go out of the back of the venue. Jeremy Saffer takes the first band photo that I'm in, and then bam, it's immediately placed onto the back of the record. So what happens when you like, join a sick rock band? <laughs> that was the first thing. It was just like holy shit. Everything just kind of like came like a whirlwind. And I was like, damn, that's, yeah. And I love that picture, too. It is cool Nick's picture. wearing the internal affairs sweatshirt that just says, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember that photo got used for a lot of things. A lot of things. And sometimes they would, like. Edit out the Yeah, fuck. they yeah. would censor it. So you'd see a band photo, and then my sweatshirt would just get changed to something else than, <laughs> yeah. other than fuck. I pulled it out recently because I, I wanted to look at it because I'm wearing a pair of shoes in, in the photo. It's a <laughs> pair of Nike Dunks that the. the Tiffany ones, a diamond supply or whatever, and I gave those away to Goodwill when I moved one time, and I looked online now that they have these crazy like shoe resale places, and people buy them for like three thousand dollars. Jesus Christ, used? Yeah, used. Yeah, three thousand dollars. Like, yeah, and I got a cool maximum penalty uh, crew neck on too. I got a, t- <laughs> I got a like, true blue one on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the small details that I remember, but um, yeah, Busky did the layout too, right? Yeah, I remember that I, in my head, wasn't so happy with the record covers of Lois Alone, Always the Hard Way, and really just, I know I, in my head, I wanted to rip off Best Wishes. You mean all, Always the Hard, I mean, uh, what did I say? Lois to the Low and One with the, the Underdogs. Yeah, yeah, I didn't okay. really, at this point, I was like, I think the layouts were the, the weakest part of them. So I just scoured the internet and found that cover picture. It's a an old painter called Peter Paul Rubens, I think, something yeah. like that. And um, then me and Busky just got together and found like tons of his art and paintings that kind of all tied together for the record. And I would say I love the the cover Hell art yeah. for this one. It's cool. I think. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, the rival mob used yeah, yeah, the same a, po- a portion of the painting. One like of the a same part things, of, yeah. yeah, yeah, a different part of the same painting or something. Yeah, came out sick. Definitely does have like a Cro-Mags uh, yeah. Best Wishes vibe to it. All right. Sand, let's, yeah. Let's roll. I th- yeah. I Thanks. think the sound also is like going into the studio, telling Zeus, who obviously knew the history of like Normandy sound, we, I think that was one of the references. You know, we'd done these records before that were a little not so uh, big, kind of produced sounding or whatever. And so that was a reference where, like, Normandy Sound, uh, Chromags, you know, Best Wishes. Judge um, Leeway. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and he knew. Killing Time. 
exactly what to do. What is track one again? It's a uh, all for all revenge. for revenge. Which yeah, we used to play this live. I remember this. Was Thanks for having us, Zeus. Yeah, twice. Sorry, I broke your table. I have a lot of stories with <laughs> Zeus, but it's for the next record. Yeah, I don't have uh, anything cool to say about him for this one. The table breaking was on the second time. This shit is fast. Yeah. I don't think I've listened to this chaos in so 10 fast. years. I like it. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I love that part, yeah. Is this stuff... Is this where we made the DVD? Yes. And this is this is the song that has the part where Pete Morrissey is like <laughs> in everyone's face doing the doing the backup vocals. <laughs> it's this song. <laughs> There's a the breakdown is definitely a confront. Nice. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the sen- th- what song it is, but I remember wanting to do something like this uh, certain confront song. It's perfect with the toms and everything. They're like, this is perfect hardcore. Nice. I've been on a conviction confront for hardcore. Those are the two things I've been listening to the most. Very nice. Banger for track one, yeah. Fast as fuck. Great backup vocals, gang vocals. I'm not Mr. Studio either, but the mix sounded really good. My voice sounded not <laughs> extremely on top, but just enough on top. <laughs> I think this is the record that has the most effects on your voice. Really? Huh. <laughs> like what kind of stuff? Like it, it's not something you can hear like off the right off the bat. No, it doesn't sound crazy or anything. It's not crazy, but I think after this one, kind of became like the trend was like to do it more raw, raw. Yeah, yeah. or you. I remember you wanting after this one is where you wanting go, wanted go to raw. do more dry. Huh. And well, it sounded cool to me. Who was the gang leader? Vocals gang. Oh, dude. It was like the Maniacs, right? Like, Linkovich was there. Cruel Hand. Chris yeah. Linkovich. Yeah, yeah. Kitzel, uh, definitely. Kitzel, Pete Morrissey of 100 Demons. It's like Jay Reason there, I Yeah, think. Jay Reason. And I want to say. Maybe Yvonne. Was uh, yeah. um, Aaron? Aaron Knuckles? He sings on this he's record, on. Right? Yeah, he has a verse on the record, so I assume that he was. I can't really remember from the DVD, but it shows everyone in there. Check the DVD. Yeah, where, <laughs> how do you even get that? What? What? Well, I just bought it in Australia. Was it 
it was a DVD just separate from everything. It wasn't like it was it trust wasn't kill like yeah. with the it was with a trust the kill CD release or anything. No, total, it was an actual totally release. separate. Oh, shit. And we were just in Australia a couple months ago, and I was walking down the street oh, with yeah, Trent, right. <laughs> and I looked in the f- this like secondhand, mostly like a vintage women's clothes and they just had a box of dvds and the terror one was on top and i don't have one and it came with that stencil that's weird oh yeah i walked in and i was like how much is this and they're like one dollar i was like i'll take it (laughs) that's like really weird that's simulation shit that's not that's that's not normal (laughs) that's insane damn did you watch it Fuck no. <laughs> Do you even have a DVD player at this point? Uh, no. <laughs> well, the, the D, it's like the main part of it is the live show, right? That's Lon- in London, uh, right? Yeah, it's London. at the Underworld. Underworld yeah. On that tour, on the, the Donnybrook. Oh, block. okay. So it's a four piece. Four piece. Yeah. yeah four really? piece there. No, Frank. Yeah. That's But right. then on top of that, there's like interviews. Yeah, like mixed in with like some studio footage. It's pretty or good from what I. Re- I mean, I haven't watched it in a long time too. <laughs> well, but I was, remember that was a it's good. Doug High Roller, Doug Spangenberg. Oh, yeah, Spangenberg. Yeah. He who he, did the Hellfest he DVDs it. and videos. He did some terror videos. Yeah, for this record. Did he, he do did the stuff in Never Philly? Alone and yeah. Betrayer. Wait, was that? Uh, that's no, that's, that's the next record. record. That's next but he <laughs> did the video for. We did a video for the song Lost. That's on oh, this record. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. At, and in Philly, I believe it was the first time we played This Is Hardcore. And I remember being out front and, like, filming a scene. That sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a act- we were all acting. Oh, God. <laughs> it was embarrassing to do it Oh, because I think the video was someone put up a flyer and saw it, yeah, and then they sh- roll up a- to the Anderson show. From, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. He's like the star of the video and it's him kind of cruising through the city right, and on the train not really not relating to the rest of the world but the headphones is like right. you know keeping him in his world and then he rolls after up. he gets through all the bullshit he he comes to a show and that's where you know very cool he connects with the rest of his people yeah. i know he loves movies so maybe he took it really serious his role <laughs> I, from what i remember he did a good i mean it's not like he was talking or anything but <laughs> it, it looked real <laughs> So what's the second track? I think Strike You Down. Yeah, Strike You Down. This is a big statement. and <laughs> Yeah. One of, one of the hardest breakdowns ever, too. Yeah. The, when, we, when we did Warp Tour, we opened with this every show. Yeah. And also, for some weird reason, one of the hardest fast wrists to play. Jo- Jordan has troubles people, with this, right? Even, you know, it took me a while to get it down. The breakdown was jacked from a, a song that oh. I was working on with Kent, Kent Sinkler. Yeah. yeah, we just Holy this shit. fun like I, recording. I remember. <laughs> and there was a song, yeah, and I, I, I can't remember if like you guys heard it and we're like, we just need <laughs> no. to take that because I like, think I think I said like, dude, we need that part. The song's got it all, man. Oh, this is just a good setup too. Yeah. Now that you mention the effects, I can hear them a little bit on my vocals. I 
I think too at the end here there's a lot of the breakdown should have went longer. A little longer. It's just like I, a taste. I kind of like it. Like, leave it. Yeah. Oh. Leave them wanting more. Man. That was in the set list for a long time, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. We still throw that in sometimes, don't we? Every now and then. It's been a while, but... We got too many songs. Definitely since, you know, in the past, like, few years or something, it's, it's made its way in. I think, like you mentioned, we played that as an intro on Sounds of the Underground. I think we like doubled it. Oh, Did yeah. we? I definitely like, remember it. like because it sounds pretty short. Like yeah, it's just yeah. that little bit at the end. It has been extended in the past. Yeah, sounds of the underground. Which, uh, yeah, we talked about a bunch last episode. That was the. Was that during this record? Sounds yeah. of the underground. Yeah, this record was out and like. That's what we were. I, I guess you would say promoting. Touring on, <laughs> yeah, touring on. We're in the touring cycle. Yeah, all the all the merchandise was always the hard way themed, and you know, um, we had uh, beer koozies. I remember that. <laughs> for, <laughs> Special items that are only only make sense for a tour like that. You know, for everyone that's noticed the four word titles with the word the. This is the ultimate showing of that because hard way in reality is one it's word. <laughs> and to make it four, we just split a word in half. So. <laughs> I, I, yeah. How is hard way two words? I, to it? me, that doesn't make... No, it's not. It just oh. got... We oh, it got... Okay, okay. Just split it is in half. The, to make it, sure that's what I mean. How is it not two words? To me, it's, it's like... I'm, I'm yeah. right. Isn't hard way one word? Well, in when it was, when I've seen it used before. It's one word. Right. I think when uh, outburst. Well, I was gonna say, is the outburst song like? I'm pretty two sure words? it's one word with them. Really? Yeah, I which think it to is. me doesn't make sense. Seems like the way we did it would be. I, you know, could be absolutely wrong, but in my head, it feels like it should. I'm gonna shouldn't be one word. I'm just gonna te- show you. Check the place that never lies. Google. Yes. <laughs> Google might lie sometimes. <laughs> never. <laughs> never lies. I mean, if you look at the Tarot Wikipedia page, there's a lot of inaccurate things on there sometimes because anyone can put whatever they want. I, I was on the Wikipedia page looking for the, like info on this to make mm-hmm. sure all the tracks were right. And I saw th- there's like a graph on there. Oh, yeah. That, that about shows the, the timeline of like the members. And I was like... Who the I, fuck put this together? How do you do that? I don't even it's like know. Color it's like color-coded with yeah, like yeah. which <laughs> instrument and like how long each person was in the band and where the albums were. It was like Yeah, yeah. It was like a little bit of work put in. <laughs> Pretty put, impressed. Got yeah. put into that. <laughs> All right, well, I'm just going to to show how much my brain works only in the hardcore realm. <laughs> Let me double check this. So, is the Outburst song one word I believe. I believe it is yes all right um, i'm gonna say yes but i'm not a hundred percent positive burst no it's like there's a oh, no. there. oh, yeah there's a space the hard way 
All right. So everything I talked about it being two words and us one word and making it two is just a lot. <laughs> I I will back you up though and say that I've definitely seen it put as one word. That's so it's probably just people making a mistake. Right. But okay. it's, I've definitely seen it myself. Yeah. <laughs> so it's right. We we did the right thing. <laughs> Do the right thing. So track three. Next track is Forever Comes Crashing In. This is a song that was the first song to be played live from what I remember. Except for that's not the name of the song. What is it called? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's close, survival. Right? Survival. survival. Co- yeah. for, <laughs> I'm mixing it with Converge. Forever Comes <laughs> <I'm> Crashing. <laughs> is that the song with the hardest Converge breakdown? Dan, dan. Is that it? Well, it's the name. It's the record. Good man. Forever comes crashing is the one after. That's a pit. Petitioning the empty sky. I think. I don't know. I don't. don't, I'm not even gonna try. If I'm fucking up terror stuff, if we go into converge, I'm really gonna fuck that. (laughs) Exactly. Oh man. All right, DJ Nick. I see his finger on the trigger. This is one of the ones was kind of early on when we were writing. Did Carl track two different guitars on the whole thing? Like two different tracks? Yeah. yeah. Like a different guitar and... I, yeah, I don't remember if we used different guitars. I don't remember. Like, Zeus is super into guitar tones and stuff so I, I know we had like a bunch of different guitar amps set up so even if it was the same guitar maybe different amps and be, being in his studio was the first time I ever saw anyone do that where you record what's coming out of the amp but you also record the direct signal coming from the guitar and then you can play it through another amp. Yeah, like and get it totally di- Yeah, that, yeah. that blew my mind when I saw that happening. I remember coming into the studio and hearing my guitar being played through a different amp. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think Zeus is one of the dudes, at least in kind of heavier music, that was one of the first dudes to nail the digital recording. Like, yeah. he was like definitely on top of it. Magsy? Yeah, that's what <laughs> sure. I was feeling. Yeah, feeling the whole time. But good song. So, I don't know. I don't know if play. I don't even know if I ever played that song live with the band. I can't even remember. It kind of. I think once all the other songs started getting played, that kind of got pushed. Yeah, pushed to the back. Yeah, it was <clears> weird because, like you said, we played this one before the record was even recorded live. Yeah, on that tour and maybe some other tours, but. I don't know how much it got played after the record was out. Yeah, so, yeah, it must have been one of the... I think it was the first one written. 
No, because I, like I was saying before, I, I remember one step behind and uh, Hell to Pay were like uh, those are the two earlier songs that I sent okay, to sent okay. to Scott. Um, yeah, this this is two at a time in the band when we're just touring like, oh my god, nonstop. Yeah, yeah. I would say a lot of these songs got written while we were on tour. Like, like I re- yeah, hotel I, room. I, style? I had this weird, weird guitar. Oh, the little tiny one. With <laughs> yeah, the that had an amp, <laughs> like a speaker. speaker. Yeah. yeah, and it was ti- it was like this tiny guitar. I but remember it was like the first super... time I saw it was that European tour. You had it like stashed up in the in the thing, and you pulled it down one time. I was like, yeah, like what the what fuck, the is, fuck that? is that weird? It looks like thing. a toy. Like, yeah. it's, but it was made by uh, Washburn. Ah, uh... and so at the time. We had there was a brief period where we had there like a, a Washburn hookup yeah. kind of thing, and they yeah they had these guitars and I like <laughs> I ended up having a couple of them but it was for this is you know before I had a laptop and before we were demoing anything on computer so on tour I would bring that thing and this little guitar was shaped all weird <laughs> yeah it definitely you just had, had the speaker coming out of shape, it yeah. and, but it had gain on it so you you could it was actually like distorted. And what did you do? Record like just record riffs on like a, I don't know, like a tape recorder or something. Like how did you remember? No, I think you just I just had to remember. Shit? I think I just played them all the time and then would just remember them, <laughs> which is fucking weird. Oh man, yeah, it's so crazy how things have changed. I remember when I used to write songs. I had one of those like handheld, rectangle shaped, you know, tape player things like made by Texas Instruments, <laughs> and you could like record sound, and I would just yeah. Just record stuff like that. So when the rest of us were blacked out, drunk, (laughs) puking, and yelling at each other, I was just drumming a minigun's van. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't shortly after that that the digital thing took over, though, because I remember that Sounds of the Underground U.S. tour was when you were like really doing a lot of programs, just using GarageBand. Yeah, the the, the next record is like, I think, when I like first started doing that and mm. yeah i think the whole next record was like written that way like yeah, just like pre, weird yeah you can like done all like on program drums and yeah yeah it's crazy how yeah. uh, how different that shifts everything but yeah so this was all like the end of like the analog kind of time where we're like even when i like would write the stuff on tour we would have to go you know, back when we get back to LA, we would go into the studio and demo we'd it. have to actually demo it on on my tape machines. So we'd have to, you know, play the drums and play bass and and where Carl was like super handy during this process because he would be able to learn stuff so so quickly. Fast. He could hear it once and and play it. Yeah. So like, so he ended up helping demoing a lot of the stuff and eventually when you know when we went to record, he wasn't in the band anymore but we hit him up to to come out and record because he had <laughs> he'd learned all this stuff by helping me demo everything and so he just blasted through it all real yeah. quick i'm sure yeah i was like <clears throat> get me away from these motherfuckers forever <laughs> did he even stay at the house or was he like get away yeah i, I remember <laughs> like his sinuses or something were really fucked up from something and i didn't want him to like bail on us so i was like <laughs> dusting the the house for him <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> so what's uh what's next. the next track All right. 
Always the hard way. Oh, there it is. Video for this song or no? There's a very low budget oh, video. Yeah. I don't know who did it. Gordo, I think. Was it? Oh, okay. With some tagging in it? Yeah. Never saw it? I can't remember. Coming soon to stick tight.la. <laughs> is it like. Yeah, we should put is it up. Performance? Like there is some. We're in the. You're back in the studio. Like. Like your studio, right? Yeah, yeah. Where we did the push oh, it away shit. video. I remember that. That never that never came out. It's black and white and I have a copy of it. Yeah, I don't so. think it was ever throw like it up. put on YouTube or anything, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is when the world revolved around real videos on MTV. Yes. Yeah, and we yeah. did this video and it was so low budget we probably just buried it. Yeah, we couldn't perfect for the website. <laughs> Man, I would have never thought about that again if we bring that up right now. That's like ancient history. I will say that this uh, in Europe gets a really, really huge reaction from the crowd. One of our biggest. I wish there was a scientist that could tell us why. (laughs) Why that is that it just just hits harder. I feel like we've played this recently in the U.S. too, and it's done pretty well over here too. I remember kind of finishing writing this song when we were on not the the first sounds in the underground under the underground. Oh, the one I yeah yeah. yeah. And Madball was on it, (laughs) and I remember like riffing it out, but then like Madball, they would like come on the RV, and I would be like trying not to play in front of them because I was like, this sounds like mad. (laughs) (laughs) Want to see the song we're jacking from you? (laughs) Scott already tries to pretend he's Freddy on stage. Now we're going to take your riff. Yeah, great song though. I guess this would be the um, in line with the push it away to overcome to always the hard way is like a mid-tempo anthem type of yeah. shit and i mean that riff like to me that like breakdown is impressive to me because i hear it and i'm like that's hard and it's just like open notes and it's impressive to me when you can write something hard without chugging through and you know having heavy shit like <laughs> down tuned so low and it's like it, but it still has the same effect when you hear it you're like that's hard so. And it's just two notes. Like two notes, yeah, forth. yeah. So that like that that takes a lot to like make that kind of shit happen. It's easy to just get up there with you know fucking Go jun, thick jun. strings, yeah, and like, like make the shit the... I would do if I played guitar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that's easy to do. Keep it, keep it open, and see what you got. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's like a staple, somewhat, right? That's a uh, outside of the USA every show and here. I feel like we've been playing it more and it's been doing it's good. Like an audible here, yeah. but damn, sometimes like I remember the first time doing like a big European festival in Europe, like my first time and playing that to like what was the first? It was like that with full force where they we played on the main stage and I think it was like forty thousand people or something watching. And we played that song, and then, like, the entire crowd, like, 
that so singing along to it and it was just like one of the most humbling like crazy things that i've ever experienced yeah pretty amazing I'm pretty never, amazing never forget that one yeah but uh What's what's uh, next to the next? Yeah. I keep wanting to look at the track listing on my phone, but maybe not. Why? <laughs> I want to because I haven't heard these songs. It's in so like long. a it's like a nice little surprise. Mm-hmm. Wow! <laughs> All right, ne- next one is lost. So this is the one uh, we did the that video we did a video Anderson. for, which is kind of weird because we ended up not really playing it live yeah. very much. We d- we definitely there was times where we did play it. I remember playing it live, but it wasn't like a. Just thinking now that we didn't do the video for Always the Hard Way is insane. Yeah. I wonder what that, uh, yeah. I I wonder what the thought process was at the time. This song, Lost, was one of the last ones that we finished. And I think we were, like, really excited about it. It's it's a pretty unique song. When we recorded it, we're like, oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. Let's do a video. But it was, like, the excitement was just because we just Just finished it it or something. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, the, the intro to it is, like, really cool, too. It's, like, a lot. It's way different than terror it's kind of metalish anything else yeah but like like i guess i would say like hair metal (laughs) it has like you know i don't remember what it sounds like notes and riffs that had never been done in a terror song before but it's just like a little intro part all right let's hear it if if i'm even thinking of the right song yeah yeah see it sounds like a rap song or something hell yeah (laughs) it's great Wow. I love it. But then it just goes core, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a perfect little intro. Psych. Ooh, nice on the ride. Yeah. Or the bell, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> this is lyrically good. Like, it, it, I, I think the video is incredible too. Like, it really it goes along with the song so well, and it actually is pretty inspirational. Where did you get that chorus from, Nick? Any idea? like that and then then it goes hard right here that's great off time snare yeah pick it up glad you know these songs <laughs> <laughs> yeah this one this was always one of my favorite songs actually this one always stood out to me A big reverb on the snare. <laughs> Is that snare in the the bridge like extra reverb? I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <clears throat> I really like that video a lot too. Like the concept was simple, but it like you know 
So maybe now it makes sense why we did that <laughs> yeah, as a yeah. video. And I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it had like an actual message to the video. It wasn't just like, I don't, we're not, we're in it, but it's not us playing, I think, at all, right? I think there is some playing. Is there footage of us playing? I can't remember. Like a dark warehouse kind of thing? Maybe, yeah. But it's I like, don't know. I, when I had to uh, like um, fill out some forms for like, um, music cares when i got surgery um which is like a a place that helps musicians if they they're in a tough spot um i had to send a list of all the videos i've performed in really we have like what what's the it's just they want to make sure you're actually a working musician okay okay there's a list i don't know how many but we have like damn 40 fucking music videos (laughs) (laughs) which is insane jesus well that was one of my the one of the better ones i mean i like that one a lot for anyone wondering if it's weird to make a video when you are playing supposedly live or in a little warehouse and you jump around and stuff it's the fucking worst thing in the world (laughs) (laughs) like action and it's That's like why, seven oh, in the man. morning. This this is really weird. But last night, after we we were at my house and we got the fights, you know, UFC event, and then afterwards it was just watching YouTube videos on my TV with everyone, and we got on the, someone's channel, mine or yours or Nick or something, and we were watching. Uh, it was like a short, a short video someone recorded of us recording the Keepers of the Faith video. Oh God! And it's like. <laughs> 10 in the morning and there's already like a 24 pack of beers <laughs> open and it's just like that's what it takes yes. to be able to loosen up <laughs> to, to pretend to play a song live for like eight hours straight you know <laughs> pounding beers at 10 a.m just so you don't feel like a total loser and just when you get done with the band they're like we'll do your close-ups now yeah. just you <laughs> everyone's cool. sitting around watching it happen yeah it's very very embarrassing. <laughs> so. So, Martin was sitting around watching the <laughs> Keepers of the Faith out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was watching Survivor was. again. <laughs> so I don't know who's worse. Oh, man. <laughs> so, what's next All on right. the... Last of the Diehards. Oh, great song! One of my favorite songs. This this used to be in the set a lot, and uh, this yeah, for sure. fast as a motherfucker, right? Yeah, and then just like it, it reminds me of like a like a specific era, sick of it all kind of song. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone else, but there's something about it that yeah, I think gives that was that kind vibe. of like the idea was something that would you know. I guess be one of the, a song off a, a record in the early '80s or something, yeah, mid '80s, yeah. like yeah. AF, right? Sick of it all style, <clears throat> and it works. Let's hear bass right Bam, right away. Oh yeah, great bass sound. You said good bass sound. I kind of remember, it sounds okay, but I kind of remember something happening with the bass guitars that we had. Like the and we had to use 
something with like really old strings or something. And we like had to make it sound good. Yeah. I kind of remember something like that happening. This is piece by piece ish. Yeah. Yeah, we used to play this all the time. Yeah, this was uh, this was in the set a lot. That's some of my favorite shit when an entire gang vocal does like the whole thing, you know, not just a couple of words, but a whole chorus. Yeah, like Biohazard style. What's the what's the running time on that? One thirty-three. That was probably the shortest. That was probably the shortest song of the time. That's great. Good but, job, Nick. Yeah, that's a that's a track. I like that song a lot. You made it on made it onto a lot of merch items at the, of the time for sure. And one twenty-four. I think we were. Who was who was first? Last of the Diehards or as diehard as they come? <laughs> I think this is first. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, I think so right? too. I know I this is have... first because one time I gave BD a shirt, a terror shirt that said this, and he was like, "Oh, cool, you stole our slogan." And I was like, mm, "That's true." Mm. <laughs> this is uh, two thousand and six. Let's see. <laughs> Great. Right. Martine brought this up, by the way, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also the integrity, the but song. that's just Die Hard. Die, right? yeah, 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 yeah. There's this 2006, too. Yeah. yeah. I think it was, it was just like a straight-up coincidence, you know. Well, have been. I know that uh, Battery has a, like, a only the diehard remain or something uh that's kind of where i ripped it off from <laughs> <laughs> okay now, i mean now. i think you just hear a word like diehard and want to figure out how to, cool how to, how to, to apply it right yeah well it's a great uh motivation <laughs> diehard. i but think yeah. something i kind of remember because i was thinking about jamie being in the studio at some point um, while we were recording this because I mean he lives in the neighborhood he's yeah, like lives close obviously to there. good friends with Zeus but he's close to where Zeus's studio is so he was there but I want to say uh, uh, Howard Jones was managing us at the time that oh, was yeah. like the connection or something like he came with Jamie to the studio and then there was like that's how that started i think so i remember was, jamie came to the studio and had some connection to mob deep at the time and was playing us the new mob deep record he had it before it was out and i was like wow god damn <laughs> yeah that, that's a strange uh strange oh connection. like the the like oh cops the, the, the g unit yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah. mob the deep stuff one. yeah i don't know how or why but it had I to have been a Koch thing maybe Cause, yeah because they were I'm pretty sure they were doing Koch at the time. But, uh... <laughs> All right, so the next one is So Close to Defeat with Eddie Sutton. Oh, you, you want to tell that story, Nick, about... 
You go ahead. Picking them up and stuff. I'll I'll chime in if there's something. I, I don't remember. remember. Um, well, somehow we got a hold of Eddie Sutton. Wanted him to sing on this record. He was. Yeah, how would you even get a hold of him at this time? Like, I have no do no. I have no like idea. Maybe call, through AJ. Calling a, I don't know. A landline. Did, like, did we even have any connection with AJ yet? I have I no know. idea. But he agreed to do it. But me and Nick drove to new york it was uh leeway and the bad brains were playing some shows at cbgb's so we went and saw the show and they were playing only it was a desperate measures lineup and they were playing only born to expire and desperate measures songs which was cool which was awesome and i saw steve buscemi at the show (laughs) wow (laughs) um yeah so we drove him back i remember he just was rolling up cigarettes and smoking them in the car which is like my least favorite thing in the world, but it was Eddie Sutton. He could do what he wants, I think. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he came to the studio. I think he stayed a night. Did he stay one night? I think just the one night, yeah. The same night Murphy's Law was playing at Pearl Street. We went to that show. And uh, Wait, Where's Pearl Street? Um, uh, Northampton. Northampton. Oh. Very okay. close. All yeah, that yeah. shit's all Western Mass. <clears throat> And I know we asked him to do a bow. Yeah. And I think we asked Zeus to ask him. Like, we didn't want to ask him directly. He's a middleman. And he was, like, downstairs in the vocal booth or whatever. And you can see each other through, like, video camera. He had, like, a video camera with a screen. And we were, like, trying to be all discreet. And we're like, Zeus, ask him. Like, can you please ask him to do a bow? And we, like, got him... And he was like, yeah, I'll do a bow. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. And I know we did it live with him once in Long Island. At least once. Yeah. His part is super interesting. Uh, I mean, I, uh, what is the, the lyrics? He like, it's something. Try and take me out the box. I'm, I'm the lion and the fox. I yeah, think? it's from a movie, right? I think it was a baseball he, term or something. He had, yeah, he described it to us. I don't know if we understood. <laughs> <laughs> like the explanation we were just like yeah sounds awesome (laughs) but he had yeah it was very meaningful to him yeah i feel like the box was the batter's box Uh uh-huh i i want to say it was a baseball thing but i know he's like big in baseball cards so maybe my brain's just going to that and it's totally (laughs) not true but um but it did have to do with the the like the content of the song like or was it like totally off (laughs) No, I think it. I think it fit in. It fit in just in a. And I know I got the term so close to defeat from a Dr. Dre thing. Yeah, like when some, I was close to defeat, I, I rose, rose to, to my, my feet. Something like that. Yeah. So um. And I think I want to say I don't know if this is true. Like Eddie Sutton hadn't been on a song in a long time, so it was really cool to like. Yeah, I guess. Was get he ever? I mean, obviously, he's been a lot more active now, but I think at this time, he really wasn't, so it was, like, really cool to have him. Yeah. And I I would say Leeway is a huge influence on Terror from the start, so super cool. I would say on this record, even more maybe than other records, too, like, there's a lot of pretty direct leeway rip-offs. Thank you, AJ. Style. Thank you, AJ. AJ. Thank you, Eddie. AJ's the man. Hard. 
Mad Bali. That's leeway. This is the second time on this record that I've heard vocals where you can tell it's um, very punched, like the lines are broke up, which, like that, you can tell I did each line at once, where I like better when someone pushes me to try to do it, or at least where you can't. Here we go. There it is. (laughs) Voice is so awesome. That picking is hard for people to do right there, too. That's not an easy one to get down. And it goes for a long time, too. Sounds good. Yeah. Must be... Must be nice to have like a nice voice. <laughs> Hit some notes. Man, I really want to know what a uh, Zeus produced Leeway album would sound like. Damn. That would be big, I feel like. I mean, they obviously know each other too from that. Yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah. Very cool to have Eddie. Yeah. I definitely remember playing that song, you know, when he wasn't around and me trying to... to be Eddie? <laughs> trying to get that part down, trying to hit that. It's not easy while you're... It's not picking, easy for me when like I... one of the hardest breakdowns at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's a... But yeah, playing the song with him live at that one show in Long Island, I remember he he got up on stage and... and before the song he we didn't know i guess we didn't really expect any anything he didn't coordinate anything um but he jumped up and he like i just remember he just went off on this speech or just a speech and it was like it got everybody so pumped up like it hit (laughs) hard like the speech was like so cool and it was really unexpected we just expected it. Yeah. <laughs> it was very unexpected. Oh. And then the crowd went off for Eddie. Yeah. All right, we got to take that guy on tour to give some speeches. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't think I ever. What is it like to have a memory, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> He's probably the best out of us three, but. I'm gone. Still, yeah, I try because I was trying to figure out. Uh, I was trying to like recollect my memories of the Sub Zero cover to Shit. write the little thing, and he, yeah. even he couldn't put that one together. Yeah, I was like, like what wait, tour what was? did we? Yeah, it was definitely within 2006, but I just couldn't remember what tour it was. But but like having Todd on on the other episode, like 
he remembered way more detail yeah. than I do. So I, he made he made me think <laughs> I don't have a good memory. He's incredible with his memory, man. I, I, I envy that a lot. And then and then talking to I talked to Kent like after oh. we did. That's like talking to an artificial intelligence. Yeah, (laughs) we brought him up previously, and and after that, he sent or he told me he's like, I have a list of every terror show I was at, (laughs) like when I was with the band. But I think just in general, he's like, I have a list. Probably remembers what terror show I was at, what city. <laughs> and so he's like has a database of like <laughs> yeah what did he do he he texted us right in a group chat he was like correcting some of the things that we had talked about and they he had listened to the podcast and like you know when you're listening to a podcast or an interview and the people can't remember something and you're like you're it's like, this it's, yeah, it's you this wanna, like, call in live <laughs> like oh, actually yeah that just um andre from risk it slash no turning back x no turning back he messaged me about something that we were trying to remember, hmm. which now I don't remember what he corrected us on, so it didn't do any good anyways. But thanks for the effort. <laughs> All right. What do we Next got? Next one is Test My Convictions. Oh, this was, uh, this was a staple song, too, for a, for a while. People really this like this song. This song just makes me think of Busky for some reason. That's I've seen a lot of... Terror tattoos. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was the favorite song of Daniel Clippa. Really? Original <laughs> guitar player of Trapped Under Ice and a street legend. I heard he's like a fitness man Fit now. now or yeah, street legend turned fitness legend. And you texted me like within this year, like, yeah, I'm over here hanging out with Clippa and yeah. Anton. I'm like, what the fuck? Baltimore. <laughs> Big breakdown in this song. Breakdown is Exorder. Exorder, yeah. Influence or Ripped off. the Vatican. <laughs> Nice build up. Shithead stomp right there. <laughs> Jordan's favorite drum beat ever. Yeah. <laughs> this he loves? Oh, yeah. yeah, any song with this yeah. beat in it with a double kick. <laughs> Is it just like pick it up with a guy not fast but not slow and throw the double kick in? Yeah. yeah. He's just obsessed with and it. I think it's like, like an obituary. Yeah, kind I was gonna say thing. obituary. That's what makes maybe. sense why he, he's like very obsessed with obituary, but <laughs> Yeah. And he Man. just like furiously tries to play that drum <laughs> yeah. beat on his legs, like uh, watching Jordan write a song. <laughs> I have the, the mental image of him doing it right now. When he's, he's like, ma- he like kind of like vocals, drums, yeah. and guitar. <laughs> he's amazing. So we miss you, about, Jordan. How about when he he 
he, watching obituary he was playing drums on his legs so hard yeah and bruised and himself yeah the next day he was like what are these bruises from Be, yeah he had to ask us because he was basically blackout drunk and couldn't remember what the bruises were from and we were like oh that's from you beating the shit out of your own legs while watching obituary play also stumbling on stage, in front of this band. And we don't mean side stage. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> while we were respectfully staying behind the line, side stage watching them, he was just crossing the line That's, hard, staring at their set list, trying to give them suggestions the, on what they should be playing. Same show or festival, I think it was Scarhead. It was Isaac. I think it was Scarhead. Came to me before the set. Oh, can I can oh. I get a terror hat to wear on stage? I'm like, sure, give him a baseball hat. First ten seconds of their set, he just takes off his hat and throws it in Into the crowd. The crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. I remember that fest very well. We played decapitated. Also played, and it was like in a giant room where the stages were on either end of the room, right, right? back and facing forth. each other. Yeah, I really think weird. AF memory. played too. I, or? I think so. Yeah, I have a. Strange, vivid memory of that. I want to say wisdom and chains as well. Maybe, yeah, but yeah, I mean that obituary story though, Jordan, (laughs) is one of my favorites. (laughs) I don't think there's any hardcore related person that truly loves obituary more than Jordan. And I know that it's certainly not me. It became kind of like a like a trendy thing, you know, because obituary has a lot of cool merchandise, and a lot of people would. You know, buy their T-shirts and wear their hats and stuff, but not necessarily yeah. love the band as much as they love their merchandise. But <laughs> Jordan is the, tr- true as as they come. They're super heavy, and I uh, think it's really cool, but it's not my thing. <laughs> I always try with Jordan. I'm like, I think every year I text him, if I was to get into obituary, what record well, should I try first? <laughs> and then he'll text me, and I'll listen. I'm like. I get it, but it's not for me. Yeah, definitely live though. You could watch. Oh it, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, live is. Oh my god, yeah. Anyone can get down with that. <sighs> Shout out to Jordan. We is he gonna, Jordan. Are we gonna eventually have him on a podcast? <laughs> I would love to give him on a phone call for yeah. keepers or whatever. He has to. Linkovich, it was your birthday yesterday. Happy oh, birthday! Yeah. Wow. Happy- <laughs> I didn't get it. Happy, yeah, bl- yeah. happy bladed. Happy, happy birthday, Link. Shout out to Chris. <laughs> um, what do we got? Yeah. I think we still got I, like eight songs. Yeah. Uh, Hell to Pay. So this is one of the first ones written for the record. Yeah. The next two in a row. Very stigmata. Mm. Um. It's hard, like, this has got 15 songs on it, I think. Not to take anything away from the music, but writing 15 songs of lyrics, holy shit. I lie, I cheat, I steal. (laughs) That's what I said. (laughs) Terrible. You gotta admit you're a terrible person. (laughs) But you were pretty prepared because we released those demos that we had. 
and it was like oh, 11 stupid. songs with like fully finished vocals. That's some I, I know when we did the 25th hour, every song was done and demo. That was amazing. But uh, the damn the shamed as well as um, live by the code. I was very underprepared, and that's stressful, man. And that's just putting it off to the last minute. And just like so much easier now when you have a full song that can just be text right. to your cell phone in a matter of seconds, you know? I like this. This is very yeah. uh, unique for Tara. And this part right here is very cool. Showcase Nick. I bet Nick <laughs> love recording these parts. <laughs> Go off, Nick. The breakdown is really cool too because like yeah. Ooh. Yeah. To be able to take that upbeat shit and then just like break it down. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool pace for the song and energy to that song. Probably breaks up all that fast crazy shit that was <clears> going on. I remember one thing just popped in my head that like a lot of the the fast stuff on this record i'm still doing that the kind of the d beat yeah the, like d beat thing and and zeus didn't understand it <laughs> like like he didn't know like what it was yeah and he called it he called it the wild style beat <laughs> and he wasn't lying yeah he he i think he had done oh i guess he had done like the ice pick record or something with Isaac. uh-huh and he's like he's like yeah it's, it's kind of like like the timing, like sometimes Ezek's timing would be like crazy. He said Ezek's timing would be like crazy sometimes, wild style. So he's like, yeah, I yeah. would call Ezek's like patterns wild style, and your drum beat pattern is wild style. I wonder, it didn't like throw, did it throw him off? Like he wasn't able to like pick up on the the tempo of it, or well, this is still no click. Oh. This is yeah, this was like still kind of there was an i know that was a thing that he brought up asked us if we wanted to do something on the click on the click yeah um and we still like didn't want to do that mm. on this one the next one i think is i think it is damn a shame is the yeah. first record where we did something on a with using a click track yeah what's the next beautiful track all right uh, one step behind. Oh, uh, this was the other of the first, right? Yes. Yeah. This might be the first I that think I heard. Oh so. uh, yeah. Still remember how to play this song. We could could play it live if you want. I like, uh, are those notes in the chorus higher notes? Is that what you call it? <laughs> yeah, na, 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 na. Good. I, like I would it. know what you meant if you said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh-oh. Says <laughs> biohazardy? Yeah. That has that vibe for sure. There's the little tail thing on the end right here. Just that open, kind of lifted from a, a just a little snippet of a, a song on one voice. Uh, just the open with that drum beat under it. Uh-huh. I can't think of what song it is. It ends the same way or? No, I think it's like maybe on the intro of the AF song, but it's just like that open with the that same beat. The doom, doom, da doom, da doom, doom, yeah. da doom. <laughs> Well, this too can't go wrong with lifting something from AF. This too, because I was looking through my terror vinyl, came out on locking out. Mm-hmm. But I also have another version of it. Reflections. It might be like Roadrunner for Europe and Trustkill. I think in the U.S. it was unlocking out, but Roadrunner in Europe. I'm uh, pretty uh, sure because I, I was looking the other day vinyl, vinyl only, yeah. and they're both gatefolds, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I remember we were on Roadrunner for a minute in Europe, which yeah. is probably kind of cool over there. Definitely cool. I think this nuclear, record. nuclear blasts now, right? Which is also yeah, yeah, very cool. It's crazy, but yeah, yeah. It's I mean even. Locking out's kind of crazy <laughs> because uh, that's cool too. it stood out a lot. I mean, very yeah. terror was is very different from previous locking out releases. I'd like to, like I said, the list of uh, videos. I'd like to see the list of labels we've oh, put things. On. Well, I kind of did that on that shirt that I did. Shirt oh, design shit. has the logo of every label. every label that I could gather <laughs> memory on that that has done a terror release. Was it a ton? Oh, it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of logos to search for and find. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> I would say Reaper has the most releases. Like Probably. 13 yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. All right, what do we got? All right, next one is with Aaron Knuckles on it. Yeah! Oh. You Can't Break Me. Another very cool intro. Like, interesting. I think I played... I think he that yeah, lead it's, thing. I mean it sounds like a Nick lead. <laughs> Ooh. That's kind of conviction-y. Oh yeah. It very very much so. Jim Winners style. <laughs> this song is interesting in a in a really cool way. Like a the riff, riffing style all around is a lot different than a lot of shit. Oh yeah! There he is! Correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he try to stay away from doing his very Aaron Knuckles style of vocals and you kind of had to force him to do it on the one part I don't know I feel I mean, like I remember hearing a story like that like I know you kind of had to tell him like dude you gotta do your signature I know on the DVD I'm talking 
I'm talking like he sings. Yeah. Like, how are you, Aaron? <laughs> I think at this, too, when it, he had the store opened, kind of near the studio, now, now here fast. And he was doing Price of Pain, and we went to the show. I remember. So we're hanging with him during this recording. Like that. <laughs> Forced. Turn a one syllable word yeah. into two syllables. <laughs> Amazing. Waha. I mean, like. <laughs> it's so incredible. Like. What a unique. One of the greatest ever. Yeah, like, damn. Yeah. He definitely Shout like out to created a lane of his Aaron own. And Death Threat. Yeah, that's <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, and they they took us on tour multiple times, right when we were getting started too. So, thank you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> how uh, how deep into the record are we right now? What are you uh, over halfway? Right. Yeah, we only we got a couple th- more, three more. Okay. Or yeah, three more. There was no like uh, secret tracks or anything like that on this one. I can't remember. No, but there's so something weird happened with this record where this is right around the Napster downloading kind of kicking in, and something happened where at the studio a rough mix of the record popped up on was thrown in a trash can like a cdr was thrown in a trash can at the studio with the we think this is what happened and it got taken and uploaded on to the internet <laughs> taken so, by someone that did gang vocals or something what? <laughs> something like that or who knows i mean there was a lot of people around but anyways so the record like came out this is one of the times where it was like it leaked it was like out on the internet like two months before unmixed and unmastered and it was like a pretty close mix but it wasn't mastered um it had song it had the extra songs that we recorded that didn't even end up on the Uh. record and it was and uh yeah so it's like for a long time i know people had like this other version of the record (laughs) that's with the extra songs and not even a final mix and whoever did that if you're listening (laughs) Th- these are the things you, you know son of a bitch. I didn't do because I couldn't. <laughs> That's very That's true. not a thing anymore, leaking, huh? I don't know. I don't think I don't think people care that much anymore because yeah. they know it's just gonna be there. It's like so easy to get They're gonna have it for free the minute it drops. Yeah, so so there's no motivation to like try to find it ahead of time. Kinda so the next is the Merce thing, right? Yeah. So, oh, so that's okay. So I know that thank you to Mr. Dibbs in Cincinnati. He hooked this up. And um, if if I remember correctly, I just went to him and said, hey, I want to have some sort of hip-hop track on this record. I was in love with Living Legends at the time. And he I don't know exactly, but he was able to get Merce to agree to do this, which was really cool. And he just rolled to Nick's studio by himself. This, I love this story. Yeah, he just, just came in and just... You probably remember more than me, but yeah. I know he showed like up one, alone one and, take and did it like for out, free right? and no yeah. bullshit. And I and I recorded it 
like I don't think I had any decent mics at the time, so I think it was just like a <laughs> like a like handheld SM58, 58. like you <laughs> like a show live, mic. yeah. And and I didn't have any digital recording, I think, so it was recorded on a tape machine, like with whatever music we got from Dibs. But yeah, you know what I remember is that because I remember hearing it before it came out on the record, and the beat that he did it to is not the final beat that turned oh, up really? on the record yeah so he mm. did it to like a skeleton of the beat huh. and just kind of rocked it and then then the beat got finished yeah maybe like, like we recorded his vocals and like sent it yeah. to dibs and then, and then he, he finished mixed it, it in and finished yeah. it. yeah because i remember when the final product came out it was different than what i remember hearing yeah. shout out to both Bruce. of them very cool and if you don't know either of them, they're still putting out music and doing lots of cool stuff. So it's yes. it's Mr. Dibs from Cincinnati and Merce here from like L.A. Mid City, I think L.A. Yeah. What label was he always was he Def Jux at one point? Or? Uh, he Rhyme was. Sayers? I know now he does the like the um, IPC thing or, or or what's the guy's name? Who's the who's the guy from Kansas City? Tech Nine. I think oh, he, I think he's with uh, Tech Nine now. Oh, God. But he what did Def yeah, Jook yeah. stuff, and um, yeah. And I know Merce used to be the touring DJ for Atmosphere for years. And so in the underground hip-hop world, they're done lots and lots of cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, and quick side story before we play it. The, the first time I ever met him, I, was, I went to the Troubadour. Rest in peace. It's gone now. But I went to the really? Troubadour. Yeah. I didn't know that. Went to the Troubadour to see... Uh, Aesop Rock and LP together, <sighs> very cool. which was incredible, especially in that venue. And I had a Madball hoodie on, and I was walking through the crowd, and he was walking towards me and stopped me and was like, oh, cool hoodie, man. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, he definitely has a lot of songs about skateboarding and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Cool connection. This is Eighteens MS boys in the hood, South Central wind menace. Finish your lines to the Hollywood mall signs. Thrown up, grown up in these hardcore times. 1986 to the current right now. Been holding it down with that Wild West style. Bras, laws, shootouts in malls. Six four one D's with them clean white walls. Y'all can't see this little city out west in hell and death. Every breath holding smog in my chest. Some cities trying to hate. Call us fake, call us plastic. Say it to my face, get a race. Get to ask kick, put a lot of real homeboys inside a casket. Before they swallow pride, they would rather swallow acid. Ride us to the death, I'm the same kind of bastard. Anger, aggression, we got it all mastered. Natural disasters, man, fuck an earthquake. Live life now, get it right on your first take. Smile now, cry later, motherfucker. And violate all you perpetrating ass busters, surfers, gangsters, skaters, hustlers. Long as you claim in LA, I gotta love you. What up to terror bringing in the new era? It's Mid City versus the motherfucker that you scared. Very cool. Yeah. Amazing. That's cool. I haven't heard that in a long time. I love how raw it sounds too. And it, you can you can tell that he just kind of did the whole thing. Like Is Tech Nine who we went to see with Freddie Gibbs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the IPC thing was wrong. Or did he get his start from them? Am no, I- but he's like adjacent okay, okay. to them. And like they remember, I don't know if you remember when we were there, there was a lot of like like, you know, full speed ahead juggalos that were kinda yeah. face painted and hockey jerseys on and stuff like that. That was that was a crazy show. I remember recently we were in Oklahoma or something and uh tw- 
twisted twist twist was playing twist. down the street and we kind of went so i i went with someone to see and it was totally packed Chaos, sold out yeah. couldn't even get in i was like all right <laughs> it, it, um, interesting scene of people wild shit all right what do we all got right. we're going on two hours all right these Hard people are gonna be like to me whoa <laughs> Whoa. I remember you helped me finish writing the intro to this. I remember sitting Musically? In, yeah. I remember sitting... You know how, like, the studio at, at the Swind House, the big room is where we jam, but in the yeah. little where the mixing board is, we were both... I remember I have this memory of us both sitting there, <laughs> and I was, like, playing guitar, and you were like, do a thing like this, or whatever. <laughs> we, like, finished, finished it. When Nick's got a little stumped, he knows where to come. <laughs> I love these songs too, how they have these like kind of like obscure intros. Yeah, yeah, like intros to them, and then they just blast. It goes from like this build-up slow tempo to just like furious fast. That intro was a little hair metal too. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this. This song has a big part in the DVD because someone kept fucking up the backup vocals, right? And gets yelled at, like Kitzel or something couldn't couldn't get the timing or something. He's <laughs> <laughs> getting yelled at how to do it right. This is one of my favorite breakdowns on this record. Oh shit, I can't. I, I'm interested to hear it. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, and I remember Frank making it, a suggestion on that that part. Your it has like a promise, the ringworm hint in it, like yeah. the, the way the notes are. I think I did something different originally. It was maybe even like single noted, and it was uh, maybe weird metal, or and he suggested the, the little tail end right here. Very nice. nice. Good track. Yeah, so through and through. it's just one more. All right. Smash through you. Oh, that's a slow one, right? Yeah. And I remember playing it in Puerto Rico. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I wasn't there for that. I Damn, thing, I, didn't, I would have never thought that song would have been played Me and Frank live. had a fun in Puerto Rico, I remember. <laughs> 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 like, Wait, is that, is that something you want to talk about? <laughs> well, one, I get this is yeah, just the a funny place memory. we stayed, someone's house. Yeah. Oh. Everybody was like drinking, whatever, but at one point we were like in the kitchen. Just at someone's house, right? Like yeah, an actual, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. like the promoter or something. Yeah. And Frank, like, le- like with his elbow, like kind of leaned on the cupboards that yeah. were around hanging, the sink. And the whole entire cupboards came off the wall with all the dishes and everything. Everything just broke. Yeah, just like I, I think I think it was already loose. Well, I mean, so yeah, it's happened I, before. I we just it. had to put it back up. But the whole 
the whole shit came from the left and the right down. and right above the sink just came and was on the counter and we're like <laughs> oh my god and i remember when we showered they were like don't touch this or you get electrocuted and damn that's cr- i mean that had to have been the only time right because yeah the one because only only i've never there, been there yeah i've never been there yeah, i would so love Taren to go never back, went there. back that's crazy and yeah. it's not it's not a place that kind of caught on and a bunch of other bands went to right I see bands go there once in a while, but it's not like a huge thing. So if anyone hears this from Puerto Rico, we're ready. Puerto Rico is where, like, Billy Club Sandwich are like Puerto Rican, right? Because I feel like I remember me and you were in New York because we had played Black and One Blue Bowl. Bowl. This is when we got the, the Maximum Penalty demo. Yeah. And then we, oh, yeah. New, newer demo. Of, yeah, yeah. For, before their album. And then... We went to a show at the Pyramid. Yes. It was a matinee show, and Billy Club Sandwich played. Yes. And there was, like, 20 fools, like, in Puerto Rico Going flag. Crazy. It's just, like, <laughs> cartwheeling and flipping and just beating everyone. And, yeah, I feel like there's a connection to Billy Club in Puerto Rico. Because there's a lot of Puerto Ricans, I guess, in New York in general. But I think we only we played two shows there, and we were there for, like, a week. <laughs> That's the way to do it, And we went to the beach. Um, That's incredible. We got to go back, yeah, because I've never been. I got to check that box. I've talked to a few people that say they want to bring us, and it just never gets to the point. Like, we're going to book the show and pay for your flights and just like. Yeah. So if anyone hears this, we're ready. South Africa, too. Amen. That's always been almost happening, but hasn't, so. As soon as all this bullshit <laughs> of not being able to have shows is done. We're going everywhere. We gotta make it happen. So here we go. Last song. I remember this being slow, right? I think so. Yep. Hard bass line. Everybody, this is like an integrity song or something, you know? Very integrity. Whoa, that guy's mad.
love that. Very integrity. This is like second fret. Like the key of the song is second fret, which is actually E, e because yeah. we tuned the D standard. But I always like songs that then, are kind of in that key. Yeah, then you can throw in the lower D like at certain times, and then it makes exactly. it Exactly. Like if you do like harder. a key change or something, you it's like easy to go to that that open D or something yeah. and then come back to the second fret. Yeah. Like always a hard way is like that. Yeah, yeah. And that... Uh, same key or whatever don't give away all the secrets <laughs> <laughs> that is it that's almost two hours of talking great record very influential to me personally and i know i know i've had a lot of people write me that they really like this and for me it's good too because i don't sit around and listen to terror too often so a lot of these songs i haven't heard in a while and Besides the guitar technical talk that I don't understand, it's all <laughs> yeah. good to remember. So, yeah. oh, go ahead. Go. I was just gonna say um, we'll get to uh, the damn the shame next. We plan on getting Busky on the phone or the iPad or something, and then when we get to Keepers of the Faith, Jordan and David, I would love to have on yeah, here definitely. if they're down. And yeah, yeah, let's keep it going. Yeah, I remember. It's just to round this off. I remember having Todd over at my house at some point after we finished this and playing it for him. And it just. Were you nervous? We, yeah, it was like <laughs> definitely like, all right, like, what this is think? the test. Did we do <laughs> it? Like, did it justice? You Especially know? with him, because you know, no matter what, he's going to tell like, him the truth. He don't, he don't have that filter. <laughs> He'll just tell you straight out. Yeah, and I, I don't know if he was just being nice at he the time. can't see no <laughs> yeah so at the time i kind of think like was he just trying to be nice but i remember him saying it's fucking good that's he's like <laughs> he's like i think this is better than the last record and i was like okay uh, it's like so you know Todd, man that's yeah, I was like, like you know right. it's real because he, so he don't play felt like we did the band justice and you know yeah for sure well all right that's it well, excellent Nice I, I guess I just guys. want to say one more thing. Yes. Because from here, I'm going, we're in Burbank. I'm going mm -hmm. next door. Glendale's like next door, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going straight to Glendale for a, uh, for a march slash vigil for George Floyd. So um, by the time people hear this, I don't know if it'll be next week, right? I assume when it's like actually ready to come out. The shirt that we did won't be available anymore, but other things will be. But, you know, if people don't, necessarily want to buy a shirt that has a statement on it or something you know just do like five seconds worth of searching online and you can find somewhere that makes you feel comfortable if you want to like donate money or do anything find a place to march protest whatever whatever you feel comfortable doing at the time just do it be active we all got time on our hands right now so might as well use it for something so hell yeah let's get it <laughs> i'm pumped cool till we meet again all right all right